Hi, it's Dr. E.B. and this is Revoxy Life, Revelations from the Oxymorons of Life. I have decided to establish a no apology rule for my patients, and I'll tell you why. Over the years I've been treating cancer patients, I've always wondered why patients feel the need to apologize when they call to speak to the doctor or the nurse or they present with a symptom in an ad hoc visit that is a visit that was unscheduled or as I told you in my first podcast when I see patients who are undergoing treatment I see them once a week in what we call on treatment visit or status check and some of my patients are being treated for six weeks or sometimes nine weeks and there is usually one day a week that they're scheduled to be seen to discuss their symptoms and then of course to address their symptoms accordingly with the multiple interventions that we have available in our armamentarium. However, there are times when patients are not scheduled to be seen, but they develop a symptom. And since they're being treated every day, they may convey that complaint to the therapist who's treating them on the machine. And then that information is then translated to the nurse. And of course, the nurse then informs me that the patient has a specific complaint that needs to be evaluated. No, I always tell my patients that they may not be seen immediately because, of course, on those days that I'm not seeing on-treatment visits or status check, I'm seeing consultations, follow-up visits, I'm contouring volumes, so treatment plans can be devised and optimized and approved, or I'm immersed in paperwork, dictating, etc., but I always promise that I will see the patient regardless. So when a patient requests to be evaluated, if they have to wait, they're in the clinic room waiting. And I walk in the room and they may have been waiting for 20 minutes or 15 minutes. However long they've been waiting, the first comment they make is an apology. They apologize for taking my time. They apologize for asking to see me because it's not their day that they're designated to be seen in status check. And I always, always, always interrupt their apology. First, I tell my patients in every consultation that If it is not a designated day for you to be seen, but you develop a symptom which can actually occur any time of the day, there are 24 hours in a day, you could literally see me in on-treatment visit at 3 p.m. and you're on your way home and at 3.45, you develop nausea. Now, when I saw you at 3 p.m., and asked you if you had nausea or you were experiencing vomiting, you answered no, not affirmative. However, symptoms develop at any time and symptoms are unpredictable. So there is absolutely no need to apologize. So I always tell my patients that they can certainly let me know if a symptom develops because we cannot predict that. We have no control over anyone's body and a patient knows their body. We do not. We are not experiencing the symptom. They're experiencing the symptom. And 
to actually take a page out of the business books. I mean, we always tell clients, you know, the client's always right. Well, the patient is always right. If they have a symptom and they think it warrants investigation, evaluation, or further probing, then it certainly does. And so if the symptom actually does not warrant treatment at the time or my evaluation does not result in a significant finding, the patient is reassured, which is a great thing. So there's nothing lost. And I'm reassured because I don't want my patient to go home with a symptom that they should have informed me about and it worsens as, especially if it's a weekend, it worsens over the weekend and then they have to spend hours in the emergency room because they did not feel comfortable asking to see me. That is, I believe, unacceptable. And so that is the reason that I have established a no apology rule. So I I literally tell my patients, they lose a gold star if they apologize. They cannot apologize for asking a question. They cannot apologize for seeing me. And let's be really, really clear about this. I have actually diagnosed life-threatening diseases having nothing to do I mean, not related to the cancer I'm treating at all. Because a patient was comfortable enough to request evaluation on a day that they were not scheduled to be seen. For example, I was in Wisconsin and I was treating a patient for lung cancer. Now, I saw him. He was doing fine. He was with his wife. And of course, you know, some males do not like to complain. So he, he, I asked all the relevant questions. And I always ask open-ended questions because I want the patient to then feel comfortable to discuss or disclose information that they wouldn't have otherwise uh, um, exposed in our discussion. And so sometimes I'm really happy when the wife accompanies the husband because they will nudge the husband and say, well, you should tell her, you know, what happened last night. And so I had this same scenario occur in Wisconsin. So a patient uh, came in for evaluation during treatment for lung cancer. He was doing fine. His cough had actually dissipated completely. His scan, because I actually capture imaging for all my... So because I capture images, they're called cone beam CT scan. So they're not the same quality as a radiographic diagnostic scan, but that's close enough that we can actually see if the tumor is responding. Now we have to take that with a grain of salt because again, it is not diagnostic, but if there is a significant change, it can certainly be detected on the cone beam CT. So this patient was responding well. So there was no reason for me to believe that he had developed new symptoms in the lung. However, his wife noted 
or nudged him to inform me that he felt pain in his right leg. And so I probed further. Uh, I examined his leg and his right leg was indeed edematous, meaning it was more swollen. And whenever I examine an extremity, um, which is the arms or the legs, I always examine both because I want to compare the size. So in comparing the right and the left, I realized that indeed the right was swollen. And there is a test that we conduct as physicians to determine uh, if a patient has what's called pulmonary embolism or sorry um, uh, deep venous thrombosis which can lead to a pulmonary embolism which is basically a clot in the in the leg which can then be conducted to the lung and of course can be life-threatening you probably recall Serena Williams had multiple pulmonary embolisms however the patient I conducted the Holman's test and of course the patient did uh, show all the signs of a deep venous thrombosis which is a DVT in medical terms and to confirm this I ordered an ultrasound of the right leg and most certainly a DVT was detected and he was able to initiate anticoagulation which is basically a drug that is used to help to uh, to help the clot to dissolve so that it does not go to the lung and could possibly be fatal. So that is just one example of many. And so I am a strong believer that regardless of the complaint, and I hate using the word complaint because it has such a negative connotation because it, when we say complaint, and I know we do that when we dictate uh, the first that line of our dictation is chief complaint. And we do that for a reason because we want to communicate why the patient is here to see us, why the patient requires evaluation. Uh, but Complaint has this negative connotation, which I think is the reason that patients feel uncomfortable asking for our time. Of course, they're trying to be courteous because I understand they know that we are busy and uh, they do not want to seem at all needy. But the problem is... Um, that I have with this is that they do have cancer. And so there is no reason for them to feel that their questions should not be heard or their problems should not be addressed. And again, even if the evaluation does not yield a positive result, meaning there is no detrimental finding or there's nothing pernicious to address, it was still worth it because the patient is reassured. And so they don't have to go home perseverating and ruminating over what could this possibly be? What could this represent? Because they're already worried about their diagnosis of cancer. And even when they're cured, they will always, always, always have this diagnosis and they will always think of the possibility of recurrence. So why should they have to then worry about 
Another issue that could be easily addressed, I mean, isn't that why we're actually here as physicians to address those issues? And I know we are very busy, but peace of mind is so invaluable. I mean, we can't put a, place a price on that. And so again, I strongly believe in the no apology rule, no apologies no apologies necessary. I am here as your physician and whatever questions you have will be answered and whatever complaint you have or symptom will be addressed. So you can be reassured or treated, whichever the case. Again, that's my rule, no apologies. And I'm gonna make it a definite formal rule. I'll probably put a poster on each clinic room if I'm allowed to do so. I don't know. Maybe I should make a t-shirt. No apologies. I'm not sure yet. But on a serious note, our patients do need to feel extremely comfortable in every way when they're under our care. That's it for now. Thank you for listening. Revoxa Life.